Entrepreneurs Over 40, Episode 49 with Andrea Pass talking about public relations for your business. You must have active social media pages. That's all part of the marketing mix. I don't do social media, but all of the press that I get is placed on social media, on those media outlets' social media pages. You have to be following it. You have to like, engage, share, comment. And then you have to post it on your pages and have your audiences like, engage, share. So having social media is a must. And so many entrepreneurs, even in today's world, don't. And I don't get that at all. You're listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40, the show for somewhat mature entrepreneurs and side hustlers. And now your host, Greg Mills. For over 30 years, our guest today has created and implemented public relations campaigns in a wide range of categories, including consumer products, lifestyle, business to business, education, health, wellness, and fitness, beauty, food, authors, nonprofits, and more. Her public relations firm has an expertise in national, regional, and local media relations outreach. Her strength in relationships coupled with her knowledge of the ever-growing media base results in securing top-tier targeted media placements to increase brand awareness, reputation management, and sales for established businesses. She uses a public relations model to secure coverage for clients and media outlets from NBC, ABC, MSNBC, to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and Associated Press, as well as countless targeted trade and individual market press. She's represented numerous clients, including Four Ocean, Wolfgang Puck, Blue Water Media, Blackstone Products, Outdoor Griddles, Ronco, Frank's Red Hot Sauce, big fan, and a wide range of entrepreneurial ventures. Prior to launching her own business, she served as Vice President of Media Relations for a Los Angeles-based PR firm. She was also vice president at a number of New York area public relations firms where she developed and implemented B2C and B2B campaigns. Without further ado, Andrea Pass. Hey, Greg. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Now, Andrea, can you take a few moments and fill in the gaps from that intro and bring us up to speed with what's going on in your world today? It's unbelievable because when you look back on your career and all that you've done, it's so hard to encapsulate this small discussion of what you've done for years and years and years. But I've been in public relations for a long, long time now, and I love the excitement of pitch and place, meaning I pitch a story to the press and I get the press interested in covering my client's story and doing that all editorially. So it's been a wonderful career. About four years ago, I branched out on my own to form Andrea Pass Public Relations, and I've never looked back. I've really enjoyed being a solopreneur. I've enjoyed working with such a wide range of clients, many also solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, uh, to be able to talk about their businesses, their products, their books, their services, and interest the press in what they're doing and how they're growing. And of course, by securing press coverage for my clients, I am helping increase their brand awareness, uh, them as a leader and relevant in their area. And of course, all press drives sales. All right. Now, did you come from an entrepreneurial background at all? Did anybody in your family have their own business? 
Not at all. My dad was in computer technology. He was one of the first people that did punch cards back in the olden days. And he would take me and my siblings to IBM to watch him with punch cards. And we'd see how that would all go through the computer system. My mom was a bookkeeper for years and years and years for uh, other people. So I don't come from an entrepreneurial spirit. And so many of my clients over the years kept pushing me, Andrea, why aren't you in business for yourself? You're doing all the work. And the person with the name on the door is getting all the credit. And it just was, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. And then a few years ago, it was the time. It was the right time. And within four days of launching Andrea Pass Public Relations, I had my first client and I haven't turned back at all. I know that your clients were prompting you over and over to start your own business, but was there a defining moment or an an action or something that happened that kind of pushed you out? That's the actually perfect word, Greg, because out of the blue, I was the vice president of an LA-based public relations firm. I'm based on the East Coast, so I was remote before the days of people being remote, and uh, I was bringing in all the business, and then. Suddenly, it was weird. The boss wasn't talking to me for a few weeks. I had back-to-back trips, a big conference, the hardware show in, in Las Vegas, a big client event in Los Angeles, another big event with clients in San Diego. I was traveling back and forth across the country. I couldn't understand why she wouldn't make time to talk to me until I got back. And she cut more than a third of her staff, including me. She couldn't pay salaries. And um, within a few days after that, another third quit. And so the timing was so perfect that I said, okay, this is, this is great. I have a little bit of a severance so I can get started and, uh, and got started immediately. So when one door closes, another one swings wide open. Now, what was the most difficult part of starting your own agency? Wow. Starting my own public relations firm. And I think for so many entrepreneurs starting out, it's getting that letter of agreement, get a, getting a contract that others will sign with you. Because I asked others for help on an appropriate contract. And my original contracts probably were a ridiculous seven or eight pages long. And I lost clients over it because they didn't want to read the whole thing and have their law firms have to read the whole thing. And now my letter of agreement is a page and a half. Have you ever been sued by a client or ever had to Go back to that letter of agreement. No, no, never, which is wonderful because when you have a great relationship with your clients and and listen, you have to learn in business how it's going to work. And in public relations, because it's not a tangible and there are a lot of hours I put in that you don't see the work, but I'm doing the work, I need to be paid at the beginning of the month. Other businesses work that they get paid at the end of the month or 90 days later. I can't operate that way. And when I started out, I actually had a client who didn't pay me for two months and decided we're not going to do anything. He ended up paying me for the two months, but then he said, no, we're not going to go forward. And I said, all right, even though I have this letter of agreement for X number of months with him, am I going to really enforce this and bring in attorneys when it's okay? He didn't want to do this. And I honestly didn't want to work with him anymore because he wasn't making the commitment. So I haven't had to do that because most of my clients have been gung-ho, what can you do, seeing that I'm getting the job done quickly. I have a new client I started with last week. They already have six interviews. 
I work very fast and my clients like to see results pretty quickly. So it's been working out. It's been really a joy to be an entrepreneur. What's been probably your biggest mistake in the three years that you've worked for yourself? I think the biggest mistake really was that getting that letter of agreement down. And once I got that down, it was fine. There really haven't been mistakes. My clients know they have to put in work because when you hire a public relations consultant, such as Andrea Pass Public Relations, you have to do some work. I'm not going to be the expert in your business. I'm the expert at getting the press interested in your business. But there are questions you have to answer, things you have to spend time on. And of course, you have to do the interviews, not me. So everything's been really going very well. And even with the pandemic, I have had many, many clients. And it's wonderful that people are introducing me to other people and I continue to grow my business. Now, you mentioned that you help people editorially secure a PR. What did you mean by that? That means that I am getting them interest by these editors, from these editors. So I am out there pitching a story. So all day long, I'm touching base with reporters, editors, hosts, producers, people that are producing content. And that content is media content. And that content becomes something so important for businesses. So whether you sell a service or a product or you're an author or you're in health and wellness or fitness or beauty or fashion or whatever your category might be, you've got competitors and you've got to be out there in front of the press because think about it. We are absorbing so much content Every day. In fact, Nielsen reported that we are absorbing 11 hours a day minimum of content. And if you think about it, how many times are you watching TV and scrolling on your phone? Or you're reading a newspaper at the same time you're listening to a podcast? Or you've got a radio station on in the background and you're reading a magazine? We are the multitasking world. And my job is to get you that content that is produced by someone else, it's not produced by you. So someone else in the media is, in essence, tapping you on the back and saying, this is a worthy story. This is a worthy business, product, book, service, instead of you having to say it. I noticed on your LinkedIn profile that you describe yourself as a PI and PR. (laughs) Uh, Does that tie in with this or can you kind of explain that? (laughs) Yes. Um, Years ago, one of my colleagues and I Realize that we're always investigating. We're searching for the right press contact. We're doing our homework and our research. And so we said, hey, we're PIs. And in reality, we are because we have to be private investigators. I was just researching for a story I'm working on for a client that has to go to the human resources press. And many of these human resources magazines work with freelancers only. I have to track them down. I'm tracking them down through social media, through their LinkedIn pages. I'm tracking them down through a content website they might have to find a way to reach them. So being a PI and being a private investigator researching the press, it just seems so natural to say I'm a PI and PR. So it's a lot of fun and it it lends itself to a great conversation. And uh, I get a phone call about a month ago from a producer, a television producer, who says to me, 
I'm looking to hire someone to host a show all about private investigating. And I started laughing. I said, did you read the full description? I'm a PI in PR. And then what it says after that. And he says, no, I just saw PI. And I saw your picture, you know, and you're a woman and, and, you know, you look presentable. And I was rolling because I said, oh my God, I'm really not spending time seeing if your spouse is cheating on you. (laughs) It's just a fun play on words to grab people's attention. How did you define your customer avatar early on? I'm a lifestyle person. I'm a consumer person. So my clients really are in the lifestyle and consumer space. Whereas they might have a business to business topic, it really reaches a consumer audience. So I do things that are consumer related. Therefore, I'm doing consumer products and lifestyle and authors and services that benefit uh, a consumer topic. I don't work with anyone who reports to a compliance department because compliance companies have PR at, at the top for a national company. So I'm working with the CEO directly because I like to be able to talk directly to that person, that business owner, prepare them for the interviews and not have to spend days waiting for an assistant to get back to me to see if they're available. You'd be outside in your van and you'd know when they left because you're a PI. Sorry. Not all of the jokes are funny here on. Uh, it's okay. It, was, it was a good try, Greg. <laughs> Thank you. I'll keep the day job. So <laughs> what are two or three tips about public relations that most people would find surprising? Well, I think that first and foremost, business people are not spending their time and money on marketing. And public relations is one element of the marketing mix. So it's important that you must recognize that you have to be quoted by others. You have to be in the press, especially if your competitor is. So first and foremost, recognize that you need to spend money on your business in order for your business to grow. The other thing is, when you have an outside public relations person like Andrea Pass Public Relations, that makes you bigger because I'm calling on your behalf and you are not contacting the press on your behalf. So as soon as there is that person, that middleman or middlewoman, your company is bigger and worthy because someone else is doing it. And thirdly, I would say that we can't do everything or be experts in everything. And that's really important to note. Uh, I wouldn't do my own dental work. I'm not a dentist. I go to the dentist. The same way as I wouldn't do my own legal work. If I need something legally done, I go to a lawyer. The same thing. Go to a professional public relations person, not an intern who has no experience because you're going to waste a lot of time and energy. If you work with a reputable public relations person, the job is going to get done and you are going to see your business in the press. Now, what are some common mistakes that people make when it comes to PR for their business? And it may just be the inverse of what you just said. (laughs) Yeah, the, the first mistake is they don't do public relations. So, and they're trying to figure out how come no one knows about me. Uh, the other thing is, is you must have active social media pages. That's all part of the marketing mix. I don't do social media, but all of the press that I get 
is placed on social media, on those media outlets' social media pages. You have to be following it. You have to like, engage, share, comment. And then you have to post it on your pages and have your audiences like, engage, share. So having social media is a must. And so many entrepreneurs, even in today's world, don't. And I don't get that at at all. And I'd say the other thing that companies might do wrong, I don't want to say wrong because it sounds really negative, but they're not educated enough in, is present themselves. Media training is key. And I spend time with my clients to prepare them for interviews so that they get the message across. They're highlighting their product. They're noting the name of their business the same way you and I are talking. And I'm referring to myself as Andrea Pass Public Relations. It's important to say the name of your book, not just my book or the name of your product or your service, because those listening, watching, reading, tune in and out. Going back to social media, what channels or platforms do you recommend that people engage in? Are there specific ones even? You know, I think that it's important that you recognize who your demographic is for your business. So if you're of a certain age, which you and I are, Facebook is the platform for those folks of a certain age. Uh, if you're the age of my my children, late 20s, early 30s, they're engaging on Instagram. Um, Twitter isn't as popular with anyone anymore, but it's so easy. Why not have a Twitter page? LinkedIn is key for business. If you are talking about a business topic, you need to be on LinkedIn, you need to have a following, and you need to be posting. And TikTok is growing for all demographics. So be on TikTok. So it's really, it's worth your while as a business owner to recognize who your target audience is and make sure that you have public relations in your marketing mix and make sure your social media pages are active. Are you on TikTok? I just joined TikTok. Uh, I've done only two little videos. I need to learn how to do it, but I was amazed how many people started following me immediately. So it's an important platform, uh, not so much for me with a service uh, that I do for other people, but I think for those businesses that have products, that have a book, um, I think it's very important because more and more people are engaging with TikTok. People love video content. Yeah, I've got a neighbor that actually I would not have suspected would have been on TikTok, but she's got a wide range of videos and she's got about 6,600 followers currently. That's so amazing. It, yeah, it blows my mind. So when people come to you, is there certain homework that they should have already done to help speed up the process or to be further ahead? I think most importantly, when you're starting a public relations campaign, you must have an up-to-date website. If you sell a product or a book or a service, you have to have a way on that website for people to make a purchase. If you have a book or a product, you must be on Amazon as well because most writers will prefer an Amazon link to your website link. So you need that as well. And you need to have your social media pages set up. And what do I need to get started? Real simple. I need your biography and your headshot, a few lifestyle pictures, 
pictures of a product or a book jacket. Um, And if you have a service-based business, any kind of surveys you've done or statistics or tips that you can offer. And then I get started. And that's my differentiator. I find that I can dive in day one because my clients know they have to get me this information. I have many, many contacts to start with. And I'm able to secure those interviews or product features or people interested in reviewing something very quickly because of that information. So when it comes to that, I think Andrea Pass Public Relations is a step ahead of many other PR practitioners or firms. Now, how did you get started doing uh, authors? I can understand regular businesses needing PR, but authors seems to be kind of a niche that I wouldn't have expected you to, to have. Yeah, it's very interesting. I've actually been representing authors almost my entire PR career here and there. And the first author I represented was Sonny Schlanger, who wrote a book, How to Be Organized in Spite of Yourself. And I'm going back a long time. I was able to secure for her a feature on a show that was called Regis and Kathy Lee. Okay, so today the show is Kelly and Ryan. uh, But I'm going back. I'm dating myself because I'm obviously over 40. And we actually were on air organizing the entire studio there, the back offices and what have you. And we were on air three days with this organizer and her book. And then I was proceeded to get her coverage all over the country. And when she wrote her second book, she called Organizing for the Spirit. She even noted me in her notes in the book. And I worked with her for many years. And over the years, I've worked with a combination of nonfiction and fiction books. So it's very exciting. In fact, right now, um, I'm working with a high school student who is autistic, who wrote a young adult novel about homelessness. He is not homeless. It's an interest he has. And In the Hole is the name of the book by Ben Levin. And I've gotten coverage everywhere for Ben because he has a great story as an autistic young man who has a storytelling ability. And so working with him and his book has been phenomenal. And I I love working with authors because an author's book is an author's heart. That's plain and simple. So when I'm working with someone who I know, that's their, their goal is for other people to see the beauty in whatever their book is about. It just makes me feel good. And I think at the end of the day, we need to feel good. I believe you've also worked with some inventors as well. Is that correct? I am very active in the inventor community. I sit on the board of the United Inventors Association of America. We are a nonprofit 501c3, and we help inventors understand how to move forward in the process. And these aren't the big corporate guys. These are the moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and people who have an idea And what did they do with the idea? And when should they get a patent or a provisional patent? And how much should they spend on manufacturing? Or should they be licensing their product to someone else? And it's been a joy. And I think that my work over the years, very active in the as-seen-on-TV product industry, which is those infomercials, but wait, there's more. And I've represented many, many companies in the category, so I know what they're looking for. And inventors need to understand that for a product to be successful, it has to reach a mass audience and it's got to solve a common problem and it has to have that wow demonstration. So I truly love working with inventors and representing inventors. And one I'm working with is uh, the cabinet caddy snap, 
from Inspired Product Development Group out of Austin, Texas. And this is the coolest product because if you have limited cabinet space, it saves space for all of your spices and other items because it's not on a lazy Susan that goes around and around. It's horizontal, vertical, in and out of your closet. So it's a very easy thing to use and it doesn't take up as much space. So I love working with inventors. They have great stories. Is that an already out in the market? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I think we actually have one. I know what it looks like. You pull it out and you can get your spices. And then you push it back in. Push it back in. We've got a really awkward cabinet space that not a lot can fit into. But that works perfectly. Yep. And and that's that's the beauty of inventions. And really being a public relations person who works with a lot of inventors, a lot of gadgets, a lot of as seen on TV products, um, it's a joy to see an inventor become successful. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to your agency, what are some of the tools that you use both for, you know, day-to-day marketing as well as collaboration, if you're at liberty to say? Yeah, no, as a public relations professional, I subscribe to a variety of different databases. Uh, Those databases are not the end-all be-all of press contacts, but I'll be able to look up a media outlet and see who works there with some phone numbers and email addresses um, and get myself started. So these databases are important. I also subscribe to a variety of different newsletters in which reporters also uh, post information to those newsletters. I'm looking for someone who does this, and I'm able to then pitch my clients when appropriate. So my overhead really is subscribing to databases and newsletters uh, so I can constantly stay in touch. And I'm also involved in a lot of private social media groups that keep me well-informed. So that's how I start my day. I start my day reading newsletters, checking out all the social media pages, seeing what's going on so that I'm pitching my clients. So it's wonderful because I've had a home office now for seven years, something like that. And so I'm used to working from a home office and having resources readily available to me so that I can secure press coverage and and get those things going for my clients. Okay. I was talking even more generally than that. Like, are, are you using cloud-based office tools or Zoom, et cetera? Yeah. Oh, basics. Yes. All of those. All of the above. I mean, I think that I was using GoToMeeting before Zoom. So I've been involved in using video conferencing for a long time because of the fact that I was working for an LA-based company and I'm located in in New Jersey. Uh, But I think the pandemic has certainly introduced us to so many people via Zoom. I have really, I can even call them close friends now that I've met networking in business that I turn to who I've never met in person. And I don't know if I ever will because we don't live near each other. Uh, I have a wonderful colleague on the West Coast and he and I, we just clicked when we met. And he'll call me out of the blue to ask me a question. I'll call him out of the blue to ask him. We just have created a bond that we're there for each other. And it's a wonderful feeling. And I think that meeting so many wonderful people and saving time from driving to and from meetings has been a a wonderful plus in in our crazy COVID times. However, I am looking forward to those in person. I'm actually meeting a colleague for breakfast tomorrow. 
and uh, looking forward to sitting across the table and seeing her. I have not seen her now in over two years. So I've seen her on the screen. I haven't seen her across the table. So looking forward to that as well. But Zoom has been a wonderful addition to the workforce. Has the pandemic changed public relations in any other ways or? A hundred percent, yes. Uh, The pandemic changed press and so many people were let go from their jobs. Therefore, there are more and more freelancers working for the media. Many media outlets closed down and many media outlets started. And we've got homegrown journalists like yourself, Greg. We have people that have started podcasts and videocasts and blogs and newsletters and YouTube shows that uh, maybe you did or didn't go to college for something journalistically related, but you have a, a gut feeling and you start something and you establish a following. So PR has changed tremendously. I've also found there's an influx of pay to play opportunities. It's not advertising. It's not PR. It's advertorial. So Yes, no, I'm not a big fan of my clients having to spend more money on press outreach. I like them to simply have their monthly retainer fee with me, but sometimes I do recommend those kind of things. So my world has changed tremendously and the news cycle has changed. I mean, we're still in a COVID world. There's a war going on, the economy, politics, Uh, There's so much going on that by the time you get to non-breaking news, you know, the weather, the amount of storms around the country. So for me, I have to be very careful in how I'm pitching and who I'm pitching to get a story told with the media. But I'm still going going straight ahead and working for my clients and continuing to bring in new public relations clients and secure press for them. Now, what are you working on that's new and exciting for you? Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm working on something called Rare Collectibles TV. Uh, It's all about coin collecting on a higher scale. So it's not like when you were a kid and you collected the quarters map and you pushed the quarter into into the map or you you saw if you had any wheat pennies. Mm -hmm. Um, This is definitely higher end collectibles and the excitement of this hobby of collecting coins. So I am thrilled to be working with uh, Rare Collectibles and any of your listeners who are into collecting coins, I recommend that they check that out. And my other uh, new client, um, Artemida, is a women and earth lifestyle brand. And it's a new supplement for women, but it's more than taking a vitamin. It's more about the packaging that it's sustainable. The box can be recycled and the packaging can be composted. And if you don't compost, Artemida sends you a self-addressed stamped envelope to send the packaging back to them and they will compost it because the owner is so focused on preserving the earth and caring about the earth. So that's a really exciting thing uh, to be working on right now. Uh, I have a few other really interesting clients. Uh, Wealth.com is all about the fact that human resources departments and companies should be offering estate planning services to their staffs. So you might have your basic insurance, but 
so many people aren't prepared because they say, well, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I don't need to prepare my estate. And in reality, you should be preparing your estate as soon as you have your first job and your first home and your first car and things like that. So really fascinating clients that I'm working on right now, in addition to a number of authors and some consumer products. Now, we'll flip it just a little bit. Have you ever had to fire a client since you've gone off on your own? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, Yes, yes, it wasn't as much fire a client as uh, someone I had a long-term connection with had brought me in on a project and insisted we get started. And the company was not ready yet. The website was not up to speed. They didn't have any case studies. They didn't have clients. Um, it wasn't a product. It was a, an app or a service. And you know, after a few weeks of not getting any information from them, constantly asking, constantly asking. And I said, I can't produce for you. I said, do you want to put this on hold? I was willing to put it on hold. And they said, no, we, you know, we want to do this, this, and this. And I said, it's not happening because you're not getting the answers. And I can't get you press on something that doesn't exist yet. And, uh, and so I had to say goodbye. And, um, you know, it, it happens. It's very, very rare. But luckily, I haven't. I've turned down business. I have to admit, I have turned down some PR business. It just didn't align with who I am. And I have to stay true and authentic. And I will continue to do so because, you know, Andrea Pass Public Relations is Andrea Pass. My name is on the door. So I want to make sure I'm working with companies that I feel align with who I am. In this day and age, is there any such thing as bad publicity? I think that you can flip it. I think that the fact of something getting in the press and being negative, you have to flip it and find a way to do that. But yes, there is bad publicity. There is publicity that can ruin careers. Um, And there are people who do bad things and they're entitled. And the media, you know, gives them that platform to be entitled. So uh, I think that it's important to be honest and straightforward and, and be authentic and true to who you are. But there are times there could be negative publicity. Sometimes there's a product that's faulty. Then you have to admit that you're recalling it and how you're handling it. So um, I, I don't like to look as, at bad publicity as being still good. I like to be able to find a way to flip it to do for the better good. Okay. I was originally thinking of the Kardashians, but are you familiar with Okta? No. Okay. Okta is a company that handles multi-factor authentication and they got hacked and apparently didn't report that they got hacked to their customers until it came out in the uh, papers. Yeah. And and listen, that's, that's not good customer service. Um, and that's not good public relations, but there certainly would be a way to get a story told for them to be able to explain what had happened how did it impact their customers? Did customers lose money? Was their information stolen? Did customers have to then get new credit cards or what have you? But there's a way to get it done the right way. And I think that that comes from communication. I think that companies today, especially large companies, they need to make sure they have effective lines of communications. Have you ever had to do something like that for one of your clients? I've had crisis communications. I've had clients that um, have been sued or sued someone. Um, I've had clients that um, 
you know, there was a product that was an electronics product and someone said it burned their house down. And, and, you know, what ended up happening was once the research was done, this person had overloaded circuits in their house and too many things plugged in. So it didn't have anything to do with one or another. Um, so we got through that. I had another client that they had a warehouse fire. And so we obviously had to address that. It wasn't of anyone's fault, but it was a crisis case. And then I've had clients that have had supply chain issues uh, due to our ports and our supply chain. And so we've had to report on that. And we've had to let people know who ordered products that it was going to be longer than they anticipated. And I worked with them on their public relations statements and interviews and recommendations for their customer service departments. What would you say is your number one skill? And also flipping that again, what's your number one weakness? Well, my number one skill is relationships. I'm a people person. I love talking to people and getting to know people and especially clients and the press. So my relationships and my ability to grow relationships has benefited my client with press being the result of that. So I'm definitely an expert at pitching the media and placing in the media editorially for my clients. And that all fits in the relationship category. And I'm not great at technology. You know, new technology, it takes me a while to learn it. Uh, so it takes me a while to learn it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, let's get ready to wrap this up. What final words of wisdom would you like to share about public relations to entrepreneurs? I say to entrepreneurs, make sure public relations is in your marketing mix. Don't wait until tomorrow. So many times entrepreneurs say, well, I'll wait six months. I'll wait till next year. I'm going to move offices. I didn't do this. The longer you wait, the longer it is before the press talks about you and other people talk about you. So start today. Feel free to reach out to me at andreapasspr.com is my website. And I have an appointments tab there. And anyone who is listening can schedule a complimentary consultation with me to learn, is public relations right for you? Are we the right mix to work together? Okay. So it's, I love what I do. So I never work a day in my life. I'm always looking to meet new people and connect with new clients all over the country because it doesn't matter where I'm sitting. It matters that I know how to reach the press from coast to coast and look forward to doing it. So I certainly hope I have a chance to speak with you again, Greg, and, and certainly get to know some of your listeners. We'll definitely make that happen. Now, what's the number one piece of advice that you can give for our listeners? Start public relations today. Start public relations today. What's the best way for people to check you out and get in touch with you? Just go back over that one more time. Yeah, so my website is andreapasspr.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, Andrea Pass, on Facebook, Andrea Pass Public Relations. And you can email me, Andrea, at andreapasspr.com. And how should they look you up on TikTok? Yeah, let's hold off on that. (laughs) (laughs) Let me build that a little more. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, Andrea, for being my guest on Entrepreneurs Over 40. Thank you so much, Greg. Have a great day. Check out the newly redesigned Entrepreneurs Over 40 website at www.entrepreneursover40.com. While you're there, sign up to get updates from us. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss any other episodes. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40. Check us out at entrepreneursover40.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory.